We want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name is Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders, past, present and emerging. Annie, you know that I have now become a massive fan of therapy now, don't you? <laughs> I really would never have thought it. I know. Because you're like the only person I know that hasn't had serious mental health issues. I know. Like <laughs> and, you know, during isolation, I was, I was really struggling. And I needed help, but I didn't know what to do, where to start. The whole process was just so daunting to have to contact a doctor, get a referral, find a therapist, make another appointment. It was all just a bit much and so overwhelming and I just kept putting it off. And thankfully, I found BetterHelp. Ah, how does it work? Well, BetterHelp assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And within 24 hours, I was matched with a therapist and I had a consult and it was such a relief and such a huge help. And I thought, why did I not do this sooner? Yeah, amazing. And it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counselling. It's done securely online. And because it's available to anyone worldwide, you can find a counsellor that's very specific for what you need that you might not be able to find locally. Particularly if you live rural, you might not find someone that can actually address. That's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my therapist lives in America. And I mean, so yeah, I, I would never have gotten in contact with her otherwise. So you can log in online through the app. You can chat to them, send them messages anytime you want. That is so amazing. Yeah. So you have your psychologist like on tap. Yep. I just message her whenever. And and it's what's really good as well is, you know how you were saying that you put notes in your phone, like I have to talk to my therapist about yeah. this. I just message her and I say, oh, I had a breakthrough today or this has been going on. Yeah. That is, um, okay, now <laughs> I want to change. Yeah. And you can schedule a weekly catch up call, which is included. So it's not just one consult whenever. You can see them every week. You can do it via phone call, video call. There's no waiting rooms and it's less daunting because I could just, you know, do it from my couch. That's amazing. Yeah. And actually, it's more affordable than traditional offline counselling. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) (laughs) Therapy is so pricey for me to go and sit on a couch and talk to my staff. It's expensive. And there is financial aid available too. So BetterHelp want you to start living a healthier life today. Join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health, including me, (laughs) with the help of an experienced professional. And that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And there's a special offer for our We Want to Be Better listeners. You can get 10% off for your first month. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash we want to be better. And the link is in our show notes. Do it. Do it. Seriously, do it. Go and help yourself. Yeah, You want to be better? (laughs) Go and be better. We're telling you. This is an instruction. This is actually. We gave you 10% off. Yeah. God. I I can't even tell you. My whole life has changed. It actually has. It has. <laughs> Thank you to BetterHelp. <laughs> oh, it's the little podcast, babe. 
I have just started listening to music. <laughs> panda fluffer, like it's very specific. There's no reason you can't have a cult focused on garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. With, 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 you ate it. Tasted like you were eating poison. Yeah, you're right there, darling. Well, first of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut wear, aren't you? Yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh my god. Tuck it into your waistband. Can sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband, being like. You would be the most annoying ghost. You know what? I'd like to be better at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. Chicken, where do you get your protein from? I don't even know why I call you my best friend. You're listening to We Want to Be Better, the upskilling, socially conscious comedy podcast hosted by me, Annie Neela Nolan, and you... Bianca Ismailovsky. Good work, Annie. I did it. Just, just for all of our listeners, that was about what the third or fourth time that you tried that. So only because you get like made me get the giggles. Oh, I made you get the giggles, did yeah. I? Yeah. You know like when you laugh at inappropriate times and then it makes it funnier? Yeah. I used to always do it at school assembly. Yeah. I've I've laughed at funerals a few times and people um it's hard to overcome Really? That. You yeah. have? Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a saying. I didn't think that people actually do No, that. I'm one of the bare naked ladies, <laughs> oh as it seems, as it turns out. Yeah. And how are you? Oh, you know, I'm good. I'm slowly coming back into the world, as mm. I'm sure everyone is at the moment, because yeah. restrictions are easing in Australia. Well, then again, they're also ease, easing in America and they should they be? be? <laughs> should they be? Probably not. But yeah, it's 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 difficult. I don't know about you, but I am struggling having to socialize again. Yeah, I am too. I'm look, it's amazing. All my friends are still there and they still want to see me and they still want to be friends with me and I keep <laughs> canceling. Yeah. To put it simply, I've it's not like riding a bike. I've forgotten everything 30 years of interacting with people mm-hmm. two months out of that and exactly. um, I'm gonna have to go back to play group from when <laughs> I was a baby and just start again I I feel the same way really struggling mm. yeah although you know at first I wasn't aware of it I mean the first time that I caught up with people was when it was you know you're only allowed five people at a time and it was for a friend's birthday and we got there and everyone was just standing around awkwardly and then they were like oh I've been kind of freaked out about coming here because I haven't seen anyone and then I was like oh yeah that's why this is awkward I forgot about being in isolation for the last several months I know and it, and also your natural thing to when you see your friends you want to hug them but I don't know that's just what I usually do I'm yeah. like oh hi I haven't seen you in ages I'm going to hug but then you're like give us an elbow yeah and some people forget that you're not allowed to hug and go to I hug know. you and then I have to recoil as if I'm like and hey get away from me mm. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode we're going to be taking it back to basics about how to socialize because I assume a lot of other people in this predicament oh sorry I was meant to talk then that <laughs> yeah. just shows how well <laughs> I'm going at socializing yeah. <laughs> I know it's funny because with you I have no issue in mm. socializing it's not a problem but I it's uh, it's uh, other people that have become yeah. a real problem yes and it it's more highlighted when I see other people because I thought oh I'm doing this great job of keeping my social life going during isolation yeah. but actually no I haven't been and my body language like if my body language already wasn't 
bad enough. I mean, it wasn't top notch. No, it wasn't. And now <laughs> I am so much more awkward. <laughs> I am like a little toast soldier. I don't know. See, um, even my analogies aren't even very good anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know toast soldiers? I do. Like- yeah, when you cut your toast into soldiers, just like nice and straight and yeah. stiff and just the other night when we were catching up with people I forgot that I could turn my neck I was turning my whole body like, <laughs> <laughs> I really have forgotten and how you to- also had this jumper on and you kept putting it over your knees like a child hiding like oh. hiding under a blanket I didn't even notice I was doing that. <laughs> and you had the our sleeves over your hands, so you're all like trying to hide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So well, we're we're gonna consult the best. I mean, you probably thought that we were gonna get a psychologist on. Oh here, yeah, you? we've actually got something better than a psychologist. We have consulted the. I want to say the best. And the most reliable source on the internet for help. Yeah. WikiHow. <laughs> you know how it rolls. Last time we went to WikiHow, you know, we learned amazing skills. How like to be a ghost. How to take your cat to work. Yeah, that was definitely. That something. was. Yeah, that, that was, was a something. something. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that um, Wiki is going to do us all types of good the thing is that I love about Wiki is that when you Google something and the headline comes up, it says what it is with pictures. Yes. And I'm like, yes, fuck oath. Because WikiHow would be nothing without the pictures because the pictures are phenomenal. And also it just really cuts it back to basics. I don't oh, need so basic. all the literary mumbo jumbo. Well, sometimes they go too basic because I remember there was one that was how to toast bread. Yeah. And I mean – it's turn the dial down so I you mean, don't it's self-explanatory. Burn it. <laughs> Although, you know, I bought this bread and I kept burning it to a crisp. The fire alarm kept going off and I was so confused and I kept throwing the slices of bread out because they were burnt and starting again and I kept getting the dial down lower because I was like obviously I have misjudged this bread and I got it down to less than a minute and it's still burnt. So I think that that's the bread's fault. Was it raisin toast? No, it was just it, it was just normal like a loaf of white like a, bread. There's like a scale, raisin toast. Put it in, take it out straight away like that. It's so fast, yeah. and then just white bread, normal bread, but then crumpets. They're like oh my five God. minutes. Crumpets, I have to do a double load. I, I do the max. I go and then I just do my makeup, <laughs> calm down, actually press the button again because you know yeah, yeah they take a while. Crumpets do take a while. Mm. But some people have crumpet settings on their toasters and they're living in a world that I'll never understand or know. Neither, because half of my toaster can't be used because if you press it down, then it flicks the switch off on the electricity box and the whole house goes off. Oh, that's a shame. So we've got to be careful with our toaster. I think, I think that means that we're meant to buy a new toaster probably, but mm. I refuse. <laughs> so, yeah. Palmer and I only have a toaster because you gave us a toaster because we <laughs> needed a toaster. But every time we go to buy a toaster – we would say, oh, no, we can't justify spending money on the toaster. Like $25 on a toaster. No, we can't possibly spend $25 on a toaster. So we just kept saying no. And we'd get home and be like, oh, fuck, I wish we had a toaster right now. And we'd say, (laughs) okay, we've got to go to the shops and buy a toaster. And then we'd just keep going through the cycle. And then you just dropped over a toaster once. And I tell you, that toaster gets used daily. And I don't know what life was like before it. I know. That's why I've really felt for you. (laughs) I look out for you. (laughs) 
This is what I do. I'm so good. I got them a toaster. They called off the wedding and gave the toaster back to me. So now my house has got two toasters. Speaking of being in the kitchen, just reminded me of what sits next to our toaster. For my birthday, I got those co-cleaning products. Now, you would think that this is paid. It's not. I feel like I was certainly left out of all the people that could have promoted this product. I didn't. So for my birthday, my other best friend, Kat, came over and she brought me those co-cleaning products. Yeah. Because everyone raves about them. Oh, I see them all over the gram. Everyone's going on about co. I I feel like I'm so sceptical because I'm – I'm really like okay. Do and you I know, don't know if they were? This is the thing, though. I've seen people use it, and and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's it's good, it works. But I'm also like, I've got other products that work just as well. I mean, it's not mm. if if it was doing the work for me. If it was like Fantasia with the dancing mops, and you know, I just that's what <laughs> Co was, and you know, it just mopped my floor for me. Yeah. Hell yeah, I get it. But I'm also like, you put the Co on something and you wipe it down and it cleans it. I'd expect. That's the bare minimum from a cleaning, cleaning product, product, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they're called microfiber cloths or whatever. I don't really understand. Is everyone just discovering that now? I don't know. All I anyway. use is microfiber. I've been a I've been a user of microfiber since yeah. the dawn of time. You know. Look, I to be honest, I'm not dissing on co yet. I have barely used them. Is it ethical and I think, it's good for the environment? Yeah, That's the so thing. it's like refill and stuff. I don't actually – I have. it's less plastic. There exactly. are pluses to it. Okay, there are yeah. pluses to it. And in terms of the actual product itself, I don't actually know. I haven't really even used it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for those that don't a- know, yeah, for those that don't know what Co is – because you just keep refilling the bottle, you're not buying new bottles of it's it. It's environmentally conscious cleaning Okay, products. there you go. Yes. And it comes in what I can only describe as a goon cask. Well, you're describing it as a goon cask because that's exactly what it is. It it's, is 100% a goon cask. <laughs> it's a goon cask. And I opened the goon cask for you and it was freaky because I haven't done that in so long because I've been sober for a year now and it freaked me out. I was like, I don't like doing this. And do you ever have that moment where you realise that something so simple you've never done in your life? Like, how is it? I'm now sober. I've never opened a goon cask in my life. Yeah. How's that happened? So I didn't know how to do it Mm. and I had to get Bianca to do it. She's like, oh, come here, (laughs) you embarrassment. So, yeah, my friend gave me Co, but actually she wrote on the box for Mr. Pickens. Yeah, so the thing was it was a gift to you to get it for Liam so that he can clean for exactly, you. Yeah, which right? is the real gift there, isn't it? That's right. She wrote on it Mr. Pickens. Miracle. Cleaning jizz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning jizz. Um, but the thing is, he only saw Mr. Pickin, right? And then he saw this big goon cask yeah. on our bench. Mm. He thought it was goon, Bianca. Mm. And because we're sober and, well, I mean, he's pretty much sober too. I don't know what the deal is with him thinking that Kat bought him a goon cask. But um, <laughs> yeah, he, oh, thanks for Annie's birthday present. Yeah. Get me that goon cask. <laughs> he poured himself a drink. Fuck. Yeah. He poured himself a drink and he drank it. I So anyway, Co, not great on the taste buds. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. That is some... Trump level of this clean. Yeah, that, that is, yeah. isn't it? I think it's Trump's fault for getting into his brain yeah. by saying drink cleaning products to get rid of COVID. Yeah. Maybe he was just subliminally. He thought it was hydroxychloroquine or whatever. Mm. Yeah. He's <laughs> far out. 
Like the oh. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. All right. We're going to now move on to talking about socializing because that's what we're here to do. And I just want people to know we're taking this to the bare basics because for me personally, I'm really struggling. Can I just start off by saying I just have a massive case of the can't be fucks. Yeah. I've gotten so used to being in my pyjamas by four o'clock in the afternoon and then going to bed at seven. That's my life. I just can't be bothered. I I still really like you. You're really good. I want to socialise with you. Then comes the time and I just can't. (laughs) I just just don't want to. Yeah. And another thing is, is because we had a few Zoom parties with our friends, right? Mm. And what's so great about a Zoom party is that you leave the party by closing your laptop and then you're already home Home. in bed and having to actually go out of the house and then be like, well, it's time to leave, but I've still got to make the journey back home. Really frustrating. And you've got to feel all the elements. You're like, oh God, it's cold. I have to put a jacket on. Yeah. I can't be in my trackies. Exactly. I have to take my bed socks off. Like what? (laughs) No. I'm not not surrounded by my pets. Like what's happening? Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So we want to get into how to how to build your social network. What I love specifically about this one, because it's how to have a social life, and it says, are you gearing up for your third Saturday night in? Yeah, more like my third month of Saturday nights in. Yeah. If so, it may be time for you to develop a social life. Yeah, it is, but also I mean, I'm how hesitant. essential is it? <laughs> I mean, how essential is it? No, I know. It I think essential. all the yeah, all yeah. the science says that it's really essential. And, but it's, and it, what is really tough as well is that I keep seeing people on Instagram saying, "I can't wait to see my friends. I can't wait to go out. I can't wait to do this." And I'm then thinking, "Is there something wrong with me because I kind of am cool with not doing that?" Yeah, I don't know. I think there's two camps of people. I think there's people that are like itching to get out, and then there's people that are quite happy being back in. And as well, then people could say on the flip side, "Well." You know, I was isolating by myself and I really wanted to see people. And, um, you know, I didn't have a good time in isolation. So I, mm. My marriage fell apart. So, you know, <laughs> uh, although actually I just want to qualify this by saying Palmer and I have not broken up and I'm still living at home because someone asked Palmer if I'd moved out and I just, oh, I listened to Bianca's podcast. Is she not living at home anymore? No, we're still together. So just, <laughs> just want to put that out there. But yeah, we didn't do too great in uh, isolation, but still yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get back into the real world. I think it's also initially when we went into lockdown, I found it really hard because my normal routine was social life. Mm. And then your normal routine and habits and stuff become not social life. Mm. And so I think it's just a habitual thing, less than a... I don't like people or that I'm not very good at this. I think that I'm just, I've conditioned myself. Yeah. In the way that at the start it was really hard to be away from people and now it's really hard to be with people. (laughs) (laughs) And as well, it's fucking cold. I don't want to go out. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like it's, it might be raining and people are like, let's get together. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see you, but not more than I don't want to leave my house because of the rain, you know? So the first hit of information we're getting from WikiHow is reconnect with old friends. Thinking about people who you knew I, from the past. <laughs> yeah. Can we just say, <laughs> I'm not going out of my way to reconnect with new friends. Like, yeah. I, well, you know, make new friends. I need to just maintain the ones I've got. Yeah, well, this one actually says, 
you might have old friends from childhood or when you used to be a part of a club or, or a group, reach out to them so you can socialise. But for me, when someone messages me from high school or that I used to work with 10 years ago or something, I always think something's up. I think what they want from me. Straight away. What do you want from me? I think you either want Liam to sign a fucking a Western Bulldogs top mm. or you want me to promote something on Okay, well. That's really sad and like cynical, but unfortunately it's most of the time true. And well, I think it's there's like, a lot of Arbonne people that do ask you. Oh, Arbonne. Arbonne. That happens. Yes. I had someone reach out to me and I was like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. And then it was, can I talk to you about my There's Arbonne? nothing more disappointing, is there? I actually find it quite upsetting that, I don't know, I'm a bit of a fool. They'll connect with me and then I get sort of sucked in. I'm like, this is so nice. Like, it's really nice to hear from you again and whatever. And then a few paragraphs down, they drop that they want to sell you whatever mm, pyramid scheme or whatever that they've, I mean. I don't know though because like part of me is like, yeah, good on you hustling, doing what you've got to do. But also then the other part of me is like, I think you're being taken for a ride. But I don't know enough about Arbonne to... It's Arbonne to start off Okay. Well, Well, I know even less about Arbonne. Arbonne. Arbonne than I thought I did. I feel like I love how they always go, you're vegan. And you think they're reaching out like, I'm turning vegan. Yes. And then (laughs) I want some advice. You're like, oh, ready for it. And they're like, I've got this amazing product that you could try. I'm like, oh, fuck. Look, I'm sure that there are some people that have that stuff that make some money off it or whatever. I just think that there are far more people that get taken for a ride. Yeah. And that's what I really get upset about because I think it was when the twins were about two years old. Melly was four. I lived in a different suburb and I primarily hung around with women that were either staying at home that were in between jobs that like they were mothers and I think they felt a lack of financial independence yeah Mm. exactly they really depended so much on their partner and I could just see them getting preyed on it was awful and then one of my friends started doing it and she said can you please come to the big conference with me oh Arbonne yeah Arbonne Arbonne and so I went did I is it called an Arbonne conference I don't know. Get it? No. Wait. Uh, Bonference? Because it's like conference. Uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, shut up now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I went to the big one and it's and it was just like I was really keen to sort of look behind the curtain like yes. when you see in Wizard of Oz that it's just like some guy with his smoke machine. And I was like, oh my God, I have absolutely no interest, but I'm going to go along. And yeah. we went and there was like quite a few of us. There was a car full. So it was like eight or something she had a big mm-hmm. a family van and they were all so interested and I was more interested in my how did this all work so anyway, oh you were going in sort of a David Attenborough level. yeah yeah just studying well I'm a pretty open-minded person I thought if you can show me what this product does then I'm mm. cool yeah we got there they barely talked about any of the products not at all not at all. It was all about... Um, Selling the dream. Yes. And they brought Mercedes or something, cars, like those oh, white yeah, cars always, on stage. Yeah. And I was looking around and you could see that that was just such a far off dream for so many people. And they were looking at that and I, I just, it was so disappointing. It's always it a car. It was so awful. It's always an expensive car that they loom over your head. Like if you make enough money, you'll get this car. 
Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, do you know, as well, there was this woman, <laughs> I've got to laugh, there was this woman who spoke, because pretty much the conference was, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes about just the company and whatever. And then it was maybe 20 minutes about all the things that you could get, like a car and you go up to this level and then you can do this and how you reach out to people in your group to get more people under you and they sign on. And then it was about 45 to 50 minutes of this American lady who is very much like soccer mom, Southern accent, really big veneers, her life. And I call bullshit. I absolutely call bullshit on what she said. So she was trying to say that she came from nothing and then she threw up on, she built her way up. But the story was so ridiculous and you could just tell that she was so upper middle class. So I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but she was saying that her family used to, so she, her mum was a single mum and they didn't have showering amenities or something and so that she would drive her to the back of pizza hut and she would hose her off with a hose i was like i don't believe that and then she said that she got this stepdad and he was really awful one day she went down the stairs of her house and he was there and he was smoking wait for it marijuana she said that marijuana and i was like if you really grew up rough you would know that it's like you'd call it weed or like marijuana yeah or a marijuana yeah and and then i remember her getting down towards the audience and saying to everyone and then it was so awful he put the marijuana towards me i was only a child and he said smoke it and then everyone was like oh I was like, this is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, it was really, really confronting. And I reckon of all the people I know that started, pretty much no one does it anymore. Yeah. I think it's hard. I don't think you can make money unless you're at the very, very top. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's like working your way up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how it works. But There's a yeah. really good podcast called The Dream. And I think that. I feel bad because, like, I know my cousin's in it and stuff. She might listen to this and just be like – because she reached out to me and I just, like, went silent because I've got to the point where I don't know what to say. Mm. You either confront them and say, you're in a cult, (laughs) get out. Mm. But then also you don't want to be condescending because you feel like, okay, well, you know, maybe they are doing something. Like, maybe they – you know, but – I don't know. I just think go and listen to the podcast The Dream. It Mm. really lays out how hard it is. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is taking – advantage because it's giving people an unrealistic dream Mm -hmm. and you're planting that dream on them. I don't think people wake up and dream to be an Arbonne salesperson, but they probably dream of, yeah, financial independence or doing something with their life. And that's what you're selling them, but you're actually not selling that. And that's why I think it's taking Well, most of them end up in debt because they buy too much product that they can't move. And this product's not cheap. It's Mm. expensive. And Often for the demographic that they're trying to sell it to, those people can't actually buy it. Or if they can buy it, you're having to sell them snake oil sort of thing. Lie about the benefits. Well, I don't know. Look, we're not doing an episode on Arbonne. Well, <laughs> we should do a whole episode on this though, I reckon. But yes, I don't know what you were saying. Okay, we were saying have a friend reconnect with old friends. So, oh, yeah. you know, you don't have to reconnect that far back with people. 
from high school, but reconnect with your friends who you used to see pre-COVID and say, do you want to catch up? My advice is don't do a lot of people at once. Yeah. Ease your way into it and do shorter catch-ups. So don't do like a dinner, maybe just a coffee, you know, so it's not so intense and it's not so... I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. The next one, get to know your neighbours. I fucking hate this point. Sorry. I got really aggressive, but I live in a apartment complex and all my neighbours are lovely. Don't get me wrong, but I like to just, I like to leave my house, get in my car, come home and go to my house. Like I don't like to do stop and chats. I do a wave. I do a nod. Hey, what up? Good morning. But I don't want to be best friends with all of my neighbours purely because I don't like the imposed socialisation. Yeah. But Palmer is buddy-buddy with everyone and he knows all of their names and hangs out and goes to parties with them and stuff. And then I look really snobby in yeah. in response to that because I feel like – because I do just give the wave or I'll say like, oh, good morning, how are you doing? Instead of stopping and chatting about – everything that's going on in my life in their life whereas Palmer does do that then I kind of look like oh she thinks she's too good I totally feel this maybe this is me just over analyzing it a little bit but I feel like men are better at that at Mm. getting to know the neighbors and stuff and here's my theory it might be total bullshit I feel like women take on friendship and relationships way more seriously. Mm. I think that as soon as you get to know someone, you feel a sense of responsibility towards them. So if you know that your next door neighbour's sick or whatever, well, we are often the ones that maybe bake the muffins or make the soup to bring over, where men are very good at catching up with someone and then just leaving. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always shocked when Liam hangs out with his guy mates, how quick they can catch up I'm like is that did you get everything out and, he, and, and then I'll ask him questions I'm like oh yeah so how's Darren's Sandy how's she going at a new job and he's like I don't know didn't ask I'm like you didn't think to ask that yeah wow I don't know I think There's I think something- guys operate on a very surface level if it's an iceberg men are above the water but women are beneath and that's yeah. very true because I feel like women when we meet someone straight off the bat like someone called me yesterday and she was saying that she's uh, her her and her husband. You know, I, this is the first time I've spoken to this woman. Just, you know, she's getting in contact with me for something, and she's like, "Well, my husband and I broke up over isolation." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, Palmer and I had a really rough chat straight off the bat because, <laughs> no. we, and then we just start getting talking about relationships and you know deciding on what you want." That's the first time I've spoken to her. Yeah, but for men, they would never offer that information to even talk about it in the first place. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I completely agree. I growing up in the country, we always knew our neighbours and growing up like that as a child it was awesome I really really saw the benefit of knowing my neighbours like mind you they were all old actually we used to go and help one guy with his gardening and then the lady up the road was an elderly woman that used to teach me art it was really really sweet but I feel city living is so different Mm. city living I think smiling and waving and generally having a I still care about them. If I could smell smoke or something, I'm still going to call the fire brigade. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not if, – if there's something that I needed to be alerted to, like I would do that. Mm-hmm. But I live also next to a big apartment building and I – there's so many to start off with. It just feels so different. No, what, what I worry about, this is probably why, is that 
I wouldn't want to get too close to a neighbor because then they could just do the popover all the and time. That, and I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't want, I don't need a Kramer in my life. You know, like when yeah. when that door closes, I'm home and I'm I'm in my little space. Yes. I don't want someone to just pop over and be like, hey, how you doing? Just walking past, and I saw your light on, and I thought I'd just pop over for a coffee. Oh, That's my yeah. literal worst nightmare. Well, I actually lived next door to my at the time best friend. When I had my little kids, it was really, actually really, really good because we would share the load. It was like being sister wives. We used to joke about cutting a door in the fence and letting our kids go back and forth. So it was really good when that happened. But when it's like an acquaintancy friend, yes. I think that that's like quite hard. Also, I live next to a Karen. Fuck me. <laughs> Reports everything. Yeah, you get Fuck off. Yeah. I hope. I hope that person listens to this podcast. Leave everyone in the neighbourhood alone. Mm. Stop poking your nose over the fences and in all the apartment buildings. Oh, my God. Yeah. The council are constantly here. I I actually feel this, you know, when people, you know, our neighbours would have a party very rarely and we would never say anything because we're like, well, this this doesn't happen all the time, you know, but then – the, the cops would get called by someone else, and I'm like, "Why? Are you, they're like, they're just blowing off steam. It's once in a blue moon. Why? It's not every night. I'd understand if it was every night. Then you'd be like, "Oh, come on, enough of this. I've got work tomorrow.' But if it's a Saturday night and it's very rare, just ours isn't even noise complaints though. Ours is like everything: fencing, trees. Oh, oh she, yeah. she's got dogs. Oh, like, she the, needs to. Fuck. Yeah, she needs to listen to this. Get a social life, Karen. <laughs> So yeah, that's one thing though. Be friendly with your neighbours, but at the same time, you know, don't get don't get too friendly. You know, would you go by your own? <laughs> you judge that how you see fit. Yeah, just don't report them. For God's yeah, sake. don't. Yeah, you know, report them just if there's something to be reported, don't, but don't be a nitpicker. Yeah. Party. person I see engages me in this long, boring, tedious conversation. I can't even get out of the building. All right. So the next one is meet online friends in real life. Well, that's what we're talking about here, Wiki, because all of our friends have been online friends. Uh, but also, I just want to say, you know, be careful with that because the last time I met someone from the internet, I got married. So dun, dun, dun. don't rush into that. <laughs> don't rush into that. Okay. The next one is join a club at school or work. And that's actually a really helpful one, I think, is yeah, is joining a club or signing up for an arts class or a recreational or a netball sport. team. Netball Get all your team. friends together for netball team. Or join pole dancing because pole dancing yeah. has been a huge thing. I really like this one because, one, it's scheduled in. So you kind of – you've paid for it and you can't really pull out. There's yeah. accountability there. Plus it's a form of exercise. It's a form of exercise and all the benefits of actually doing it. But also the issues I have around body language, I don't have to worry about because you're being physical. Yeah. And you don't really have to talk all that much if you don't want to. You can yes. talk as little or as much as you want. Yeah, that's a I really think good it's idea. a really good point. Yeah. I do recommend choosing a sport. I have found it really good. And and what is really good as well is that sometimes I don't have things to talk about with people, right? Like I've just – and this is another thing. I, you probably experience this too. But my friends listen to the podcast. So when I meet up with them and they say, oh, what's been going on? And I start telling them like, oh, yeah, I heard that on the podcast. I'm like, well, that's fucking great because now I've got nothing. <laughs> you've, I, you've used up all my material. I was about to tell you about this, but you've already heard it. So no worries. Uh, uh, I've got nothing. So at least if I can then talk about, you know, the sport that we play, 
Yeah. So, you know, there's what something, the thing there's something to talk about. Do yeah. people do that to you? Because my mum does the same thing. She doesn't even call me anymore because she knows what I'm up to. <laughs> my mum only just started listening. And I think she's going to switch off soon because I've mentioned her a few times and I don't think she liked it. <laughs> Another one is volunteer at local organisations. So I think that's a reach. That's, I think, I mean, that's good, but well, when you're learning – yeah, that's fine yeah. in normal times, but we're just trying to get out. We're just trying to talk we're just trying to get out of the house at this point. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one is, you know, how to talk to people. Memorize each person's name when you meet them. Hardest thing. This is up there with one of the hardest things that I encounter in my life. I'm not joking. I know you're looking at me. No, very- I I used to be the same. I used to be I used to be a drinker, and I would meet people several times and have absolutely no recollection of it and I would meet them and I'd say, nice to meet you and they'd say, we've met so many times, I've been to your house and then I would just look like an idiot and then I'd have to say, what's your name again? And also I think there's something wrong with my brain where I rename them Mm. in my head of the maybe the name that I think that they suit better or something. I don't know what it is. And then that gets overlaid overlays their mm-hmm. real name yes. I don't know yeah. the thing is that th- this is actually a really important thing so remember the name and this is I think what people do when they ask someone their name they don't listen it's like oh what's your name and then they just tune completely out so my best thing to say is that when they say to you you might say oh hi Sarah nice to meet you like say the name when yeah. you see I do that I say their name like several times I've practiced that so much where you repeat the name back to them and everything and then as soon as the conversation goes on I don't I think that there's I don't know I, there's something in my brain that just can't retain it that flits, <laughs> like it fleets and it flits and it flickers everywhere yeah. and I've have a lot of trouble in my brain when I'm learning someone's name I have to immediately think of, okay, so you just said Sarah and I already know two Sarahs. We've both got best friends called Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'd have to imagine them standing next to them or something. That is Like some, I have to be really you are, visual. You're going far too far with this. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> I have to do that. So yeah. I imagine that the two Sarahs that are our friends just are hanging out with that person and then it might stick with me. Or so right. for me, when I introduce myself to people, I say Annie and then they might go, oh, Anna. And I'm like, no, Annie. And then I go, rhymes with Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> and then most they people- won't be forgetting actually, that. That's right. Most people remember, they're like, oh, ha, 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 Fanny. Even though it's very annoying that most people now think of me and think of Fanny, mm. like- You wouldn't have it any other way. Well, they remember. Yeah. Mm. I, I see the name in my head- when someone tells me their name and I do this a lot with a lot of words I visualize the word I don't know why I don't try to do that it just comes up so when someone says Sarah I just see the word Sarah in my brain and then that's how I remember it that's amazing see even when I spell I don't see the word I see words like it sounds really weird but I see words as like steps (laughs) so if the alphabet if a is one step then, yeah. you know, B is two steps. I see the word sort of going up and down. Right. According to the steps. That's kind of like a graph. Wow. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I see the word. And that's why I can spell words really quickly because I always wrap along to Fergalicious and then I'll spell out the word that I'm talking about. And people say, I could never spell that fast. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at the word in my brain. Yeah, I can't spell fast at all. And I find it really hard to say words out loud. 
Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, look, <laughs> I mean, not words, spell words. Yeah. Out loud. Okay. And just say words weirdly because I've got a podcast. Okay, this one is demonstrate positive body language. And this is something that I do struggle with. Maintain eye contact when you speak to someone. Mm. I really struggle with this because I, I look at their mouth and then I realise that I'm looking at their mouth and that they're looking at my eyes. So then I look at their eyes. But that seems so intense when you have been looking at their mouth to then yeah. change your gaze to their eyes. And then I'm like, wait, do they now think that I'm staring at them? And then I just, I can't, I don't know where to look. And then I realise that I'm not listening because I'm freaking out about where to look. Yeah. When I'm close to someone, I think I'm the opposite. I'm like too intense because I'll look straight into their face and they're almost like, could you not look at me that hard? I look at people so hard when I'm close to them that Leah, Leah, whoops, I mean Liam and my sister go, have I got a pimple on my face or something? Yeah, like, do. what are you looking at? <laughs> an intense And I'm stare. like, no, it's that when I am further away from people, I can't actually see their eyes anymore. Because right. my eyesight's so crap that if they're really far away from me, I actually, I'm guessing that I'm making eye contact. I'm not 100% sure right. that I'm making eye contact. I just look in the vicinity of where I think <laughs> their like face is. like tail on the donkey. Yeah, like, truly. Well, I guess that'll do. I'll just look towards that direction <laughs> and I'll have a guess. Yeah. But then when they come closer to me, I can tell yeah. where the little dark yeah. circles are and I just stare. <laughs> It's too much. Yeah. It's all or nothing for me. Well, the the main thing is to, yeah, look at, keep, okay, keep eye contact, smile and demonstrate that you're interested and engaged by turning your body towards them. Yes. Smile at them. Relax the posture of your body. Don't be sitting up and alert, you know, just be cool, loosey-goosey. <laughs> I also like try not to fidget, I think, because then people think you're not listening. Well, that's my entire Oh, my God, and persona. do not look at your phone when someone's talking to you. Yes, yes, I completely agree. Yeah. Put your fucking phone away. And if, if your phone is, it lights up. Just say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just have to take this or I just have to look at this. Can you just pause for a moment? Yeah. If it's urgent. I reckon this is the one thing I am actually good at. Yeah. Putting my phone away because, you know, I'm bad with my phone anyway. I just really don't care. But how bad is it when you're talking to someone yeah. and then they're looking at their phone and you're still going and you're like, well, are you listening to me? I just stopped Have talking. Have you ever been to an influencer event? <laughs> It I've is been in the presence the of influencers. Fucking worst. Mm. And I mean, it's totally the, their job and what they're there to do. It'd be you wouldn't you wouldn't be a hanging out with other paparazzi and no one clicking on their cameras. Like I get that that's like part of it, mm-hmm. but it you'll, you'll just be at like a networking event and no god, eye contact. No one does that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I uh, hate yeah. it. I hate it. I don't know how you make meaningful connection in real life when you've got phones between you. I'm sounding so old. I understand that. (laughs) But I don't – I just – I'm old school. I think it's rude if someone's talking to you and telling you a really in-depth story and you're just staring down at your phone and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, and like nodding along like, yeah, I'm lististening to you, but I'm obviously not. Because do you know what? It's – you're being rejected. Like I'm sitting right here talking to you and still – I am not interesting Mm. enough for you. There's still a better offer and the better offer is your phone. But the thing is, there isn't a better offer. You're just scrolling through Instagram anyway. 
Which is awful because then you feel even more yeah. insignificant when you're talking. It's just I think that it's such a knee-jerk reaction to just open your phone and go to the app that you use the most and scroll through it and then you're like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even mean to open that app. But it's like so rude to be doing it in front of yep. someone. Just yep. listen. And this is another thing. This is the next point. Use small talk to get to know the person or to make conversation. And I, I, mm, it's hard because right now there's so much going on in the world Massive that we're things. surrounded by things that aren't small. <laughs> no. Like bushfires, pandemic, Black Lives Matter, like. Take your pick of all the small talk. But the know? problem is, is that because those are the things that are going on, I found when I was talking to people about, say, when the pandemic was just starting and we're talking about it, and then people are like, well, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I've I've had my fill of COVID. I don't want to talk about it. And then I'm like, well, my life has been consumed by COVID-19. I don't know what else to tell you. I've got nothing else. You know, it's hard when people don't want to talk about those things because then you're left to talk about what? Yeah. Oh, the food and that's returning. been the hardest thing I think about coming out of isolation and catching up with people because everyone's everyone's answer when you say, "Hey, how is isolation?" is usually like, "Yeah, it was hard," or "I was fighting with my roommate," or "My husband and I almost broke up," or like, "There's so many negative things that come with it." And then people yeah. are like, "Well, this is a party," or "This is a catch up." I don't want to talk about negative things, so they try and move past it it's it's actually really hard I think that most people's answer seems to be so far it was all right but Mm. and I think that's because a lot of people can't say I found it really hard because comparatively with everything like we just said going on in the world Mm. you feel like you can't complain so you you kind of go it was all right and then there's always a but but this happened. Because mm. yeah. if it was just you, say you were the only person that was put in isolation for a few months. I think that would be very lonely. But at the same time, you would also then be quite open and honest, wouldn't you, about mm. how it was because it was your own experience. But the thing is, it is your own experience still. Everyone had it differently. And I think mm. it's okay to talk about it. But people are sort of like, no, they, they sort of want to just forget it and be like, we're out of it now. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to be consumed by what we've just been through. But I actually think it's good to talk about it. But my advice is for this, instead of doing talk, small talk, is maybe choose an activity to do that isn't talking. So, for example, I have been big on playing board games with my friends because – it kind of takes the pressure off having to have a conversation and it's more like we're hanging out and doing something. Yes. Or, you know, let's go for a bushwalk because then it's – we're walking. You've got something to talk about. You're too. doing something and you're it's not so much just sitting down and staring at them and being like, entertain me, please, because all I've had is Tiger King the last few months and like I'm, yeah. I'm shit out of content, so give me something. Exactly. I think it takes the pressure off. I also think in order to even get to the small talk, you kind of have to go through the big talk first. Yeah. You have to get all of that out, lay everything out on the slate, Mm. clean slate it. Yeah. So that you're able to move on to the small talk. Yeah. I can't really just go from all this stuff has happened in my life, but let's talk about this other thing over Mm. here. (laughs) The next thing is ask thoughtful follow-up questions, which is also a good idea. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, cool. Ask a follow-up question that's interesting. So, for example, maybe if someone said, yeah, I finished uni during isolation or something, you could then say, oh, that's great. Like, what field are you looking at working in? Or why did you decide to study that? Something along those lines that then opens it up a bit. Yes. And also, I did um, 
I got onto the masterclass during isolation, which was really good. I did. I've got you uh, a year of subscription, but you haven't signed up yet, but that's okay. I'm like, I'm tired of bringing it up with you, to be honest. I'm like, it's really good and you can learn so much, but like, yeah, a whole year's worth, which you'd is, think yeah. You know me by Yeah, now. but uh, no, don't worry about it. But they had one that was about negotiating, how to negotiate. And the guy, is, he used to be an FBI negotiator, but now he does it for just business deals. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to learn how to do this because I have so many business deals that I'm going through every day. Like, no, I don't know why. But I, I sort of wanted to do it so I could like maybe manipulate Palmer a little bit more. But, oh. but Palmer was watching it at the same time so he could see the tactics that I'm learning to try on him and he's then using them on me. So not as successful. <laughs> not as successful. But he talks about mirroring, which is repeating the last few words of what the person said. But once you get really good at it, you can do just like some words that they said somewhere in the middle. But, you know, to start off with something easy, just start with the last few ones. So, for example, if you said, I finished university during isolation, you could be like, oh, I finished university during isolation. And then they'll feel that you're listening to them and then they'll just elaborate on that. But you are listening to them. But you are listening because what you're specifically listening for is to find out what the next few words are that you can copy. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah. It sounds like you're just saying this is your way to bluff through an interaction with a human being. I don't see anything wrong with that. Bluff. You you know what? You've got to fake it till you make it. Because I I actually am not great at socialising, to be honest. I think that people think I am because I'm confident and outgoing and like an extrovert, but I'm actually quite introverted and I you are very very good at socializing but you it feels uncomfortable to you you mean because you are objectively you are very good at socializing you Mm. are very engaging and when we're out people seem to gravitate towards you so I think then you couldn't say that you're bad at socializing you mean it is an effort for you you people probably think that it's easy for you but it's yeah it's not easy and also then as well I feel you probably get this too is that because you are extroverted people sort of expect that you'll be upbeat and entertaining Mm -hmm. and so like and that's why it's been really difficult coming out of isolation yeah because I'm I've been pretty down and like you know coming out of it it I'm you know I'm like a bear coming out of hibernation you know I don't know why I picked bear why did yeah. I assign bear to myself? But yeah, it's like you're coming out of it and you're warming up again. And then people are sort of just like looking at you like, well, why aren't you? I'm sure there are a lot of people that can relate that kind of set the mood of a group. And I could probably name quite a few of my friends. Like I've got different groups of friends, right? Mm. And they're there's like kind of one, two or three people in each group that if they're down or if they're quiet, Mm -hmm. it changes like the whole dynamic of the group. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you would be that person in one of my groups. But yeah, if they're off, then everyone's kind of off. Yeah. Because everyone feeds off their energy. Right. Mm. I know that that's a bit (laughs) harsh actually, but it, it is kind of true. Yeah. But that's, then that's probably why I'm introverted because it's like, yeah, you're right, it's effort. So then I'm, I'm like, if I'm not feeling it, I'd rather just not attend because 
if I show up and I'm not life of the party, then people are sort of like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like really questioning yes. how I feel. Yeah, if I'm quiet, then people think I'm sick, depressed, something's happened. Attention seeking, like, oh, why are you yeah. being so down? Like, what is it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just not in the mood for these shenanigans right now. <laughs> I've gone over and over and over this extroverted, introverted thing and – you know, some people are like, I'm an introverted extrovert or I'm an extroverted introvert. And I just think that I've given up trying to think of what I am. Mm. I don't actually know. And I don't think it's very clear cut. I think maybe I am an extrovert that just gets really fucking tired. And <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? I, I'm, t- I'm just tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> like Hannah Gadsby yeah. out of the net. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, if I was going to identify with something as tired, I don't. No, and I don't think it really matters anymore. I used to overanalyze myself. Mm-hmm. I just think mm, maybe I'm just a Gemini and I'm all shades of whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The but I think but I think that the reality is when I am in a group, I find it very hard to just sit there and be quiet and I feel it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. if I'm not turning it on. Yeah. So Sorry, that, I, yeah. think that's, I think that's extroverted. I actually think I the know. best advice for people that are coming into socialising now is honestly, and this actually is going to sound so lame, but be prepared. Like have topics that you can and will talk about ready to go, like conversation starters almost so that you're not put on the spot because honestly like it has been hard coming out of isolation and because because it's only really you that you're dealing with and you've only really had yourself as a sounding board, you think that, oh, whenever we get together, I'm going to have so much to talk about. And then you just blank. I just blank. And I'm standing there like, I don't even know what to, to bring up. I don't know what to talk mm. about. And I think Prepare that there might notes. be also other people in your – other people that are probably not us, but there are other people just from socialising a little bit so far that are the opposite of us, aren't blank, but – are probably over talking about them, uh, talking about themselves too much. I know right. that sounds really mean of me to say, but I think there are people that have been like, I can't wait to go mm-hmm. out and I can't wait to see my friends. And then when everyone hangs out, they just talk about themselves constantly. Yeah. And they don't ask anyone else how they've been and they just go on like a big monologue about their experience. But you kind of need to check in with your friends to see how they are too because they're probably going to need more encouragement to talk because, like I said, we've kind of been conditioned not to at this point. There are some people that are okay and then there are some people Mm. that really have forgotten how to do it. Yeah. And another advice that I have is dress up. You've been in your PJs. You've been probably not feeling the best, probably worried about how you look and probably thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to wear this or heels look too uncomfortable. If you're going to go out, like put in a little bit more effort than you would on the couch and you'll feel much better being out there and being like, oh, this is, I'm doing something. And it pushes you to actually go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Give yourself a little bit extra time though. Because I reckon you're slower at it now. Oh, my God. I was I so tried to slow. Do, I tried to do wing eyeliner and I fucked it up like three times. I was like, I used to be able to do this really well. No, yeah. real struggle. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my advice. Maybe even do a little, like, put on a little tan, you know, like, do okay, something. Okay, that's too much. I think that's too much. <laughs> Just cover up because that's, yeah, turning. I've realised we can all survive without that. Yeah. 
If I mean, no, I, I liked I, – I do feel a little bit better with a little bit of a glow. Are there any more tips? No, that's it. That's all of the tips, basically. Just, you know, stay – it is – I think just, yeah, be, be aware that you're not the only one that's a bit freaking out. I think that people will study this for many, many years to come. The things that we have gone through this year are epic. And the year's only halfway through. What's yeah. next? What's around the corner? We don't know. We're not even halfway through. Yeah. You know, we've got so much more time to go this year. I, but do you know what? I have this really awesome feeling that we've just got all our drama out at the start. And I think it's going to take a really good change. I feel that all this change is the change that we needed. It's just all happened at once. Yeah, and it's, it's all very confronting. But we've realised now that actually if we want to make, say, sacrifices for the environment, we can actually do that now because we've just shown that we don't all have to drive to work all the time. And if we want our health systems to run more efficiently, well, and our front workers to be appreciated, well, maybe we need to fund them better. Mm. Like, there's so many... Like, black lives, they fucking matter. Yeah. I feel all these things were issues anyway... They've all come to the surface and... It was teething problems. That's what 2020 was. Teething problems. Now we get to enjoy the big toothy teeth. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Good socialising.